We are using the corpse of that spider as a gripping mechanism. They climbed over the fences to take a 100 kilometer walk back to their hometown. Mind reading, the new method that seems to be able to reconstruct language from brain activity. Let Alexa tell us the good night stories through the voices of our dead grandmas. <laughs> Hi and welcome to episode... Where are we? Hi and welcome to episode 36 of Tech Review. Every two weeks we gather to discuss the hottest topics in technology, innovation and social media. On camera 4 today we have Alex. On camera 3 we have Vincent. On camera 2 this is Henrike. Almost didn't uh, recognize her. And on camera 1... Oh, this is the wrong one. Damn it! This is me! Hi, I'm Tarek. Tech Review is a collaboration of Ideas Engineering, Free Tech Academy and Update.com. <laughs> There's the right camera. <laughs> so, and as you clearly can see, today is a very special episode. We dressed up for Halloween and we are going to talk about scary news. And uh, in preparation, I thought, yeah, it's, it's probably very easy to find scary news because around about 50% of the news that we are gathering usually are very scary. So <laughs> let's see what we found today. And today... But at the, the same time, honestly, when I was going through like all the articles, I had a bunch of them where I was like, okay, this is spooky in a way, but like very subjectively spooky. So which one should I actually bring today, yeah. which is really like spooky for the for everyone i don't yeah. know so it was it was still hard to make a decision i mean interestingly this is also kind of a psychological observation right so what do we think subjectively is spooky i mean usually you you watch um television and politic news and this is very very scary if you take a look at what what politically happens in europe right now this is really really scary but uh this is subjective right and so let's see what we selected today for what what actually fuels our individual nightmares in terms of technology and my but random you're setting the bar you're setting the bar pretty high now. <laughs> uh, looking at the articles that I brought, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know if they fuel my nightmare. <laughs> I'm sure they do. <laughs> well, if it doesn't doesn't work for the articles, your um, your your face, your pumpkin face, does today. Okay, so I'm just Anyhow. gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna smile then. <laughs> To my, yeah, when I when I move my eyebrows, my pumpkin gets bigger. The random generator tells me that I am going to start. How so let's have a look. How random is this generator? <laughs> Sorry, so what? How random is this generator? <laughs> <laughs> no, but go ahead. <laughs> I was I was very eager to start with this because this is actually this is actually a nightmare. <laughs> because listen, listen. Imagine there's a field of science and robotics which is called necrobotics. And this is a real thing. This, this is not something that I came up with. This is a real article that I picked from TechCrunch. And it's actually uh, not, not so recent, but July uh, 2022, so almost recent. And this, the, the field of necro necrobotics is actually using deceased dead animal corpses for robotic purposes. In this particular example, the scientists are using a dead spider and they plug it into their machine because the gripping mechanism of the spider is steered hydraulically. And hydraulically means we can very easily manipulate this by applying pressure. So, in this example, we are using the corpse of a dead spider as a very, very delicate gripping mechanism, as we know it from these, what's it called, these gripping machines where you are collecting sweets or gifts from, from like, this thing. And this is literally my nightmare. <laughs> and I... Yeah, but in terms, I mean, of course, it's very, very interesting that we can use these things. And we also know that in science, 
uh, scientists were using uh, magnetic fields on cockroaches, I think, having cockroaches, and they were then able to be remote controlled. And the, the scientists were able to like change the magnetic fields and the cockroaches were walking left and right. And so we can also manipulate living organisms. And so in terms of nicrobotics, I am very curious to see when we will start manipulating more complex corpses, I'm not saying human corpses, <laughs> but other corpses of animals where we stimulate maybe the freshly disease, deceased brains and making, I don't know, other limbs move and creating some kind of robotic zombies, because this is kind of what, what uh, the scientists are doing here. And so in terms of scary spooky news, I personally think this is this is pretty absurd, but a real thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> do do you have? There's a TV thoughts? show about that. I have thoughts. There is a TV show about that. It's called Game of Thrones, yeah. and they What? they have you know the army of the dead basically, and and moving them from north to south to. And, and and now I'm just realizing that the army of the spiders is going to come for us. <laughs> I'm, uh, when no, you said no, they're coming I mean, for you. Yes, only for you. Only for those who fear <laughs> spiders. No, but I mean, you said it, Tarek, like it's just a question of time until they use other corpses, maybe not human, but actually this is where this is going eventually right and this is yeah. kind of a spooky thought because uh, I, i saw like the um teaser from your article i didn't read it because i was waiting for your review and i <laughs> didn't realize that it is actually like a real you know corpses of a spider which is really just blah, icky yeah. like just thinking about seeing this little video and this is like a dead spider i also hate spiders But where yeah. this is, can go eventually with like human, dead human bodies, like real zombie apocalypse kind of scenario, it's disturbing. Yeah. And the scientists and engineers, they always say it's it's so hard to mimic nature and nature has the most amazing like electronics in terms of our brain and our limbs and our very delicate fingers. And it's so hard to replicate this in robots. So it might be that at some point of time, the scientists and engineers are saying, yeah, it's, it's too hard to replicate this. Just reuse what we already have. And then we are collecting, actually, let's start with small things like spiders or cockroaches but then grow up and use i don't know a dead horse or something like that as a transport thing <laughs> just put in like a like an electronic brain adapter and then we can simply uh, have i don't know um automotive software like autonomous driving steering this horse <laughs> Okay, stop now, because there is a decay <laughs> process. There is a decay process, and I don't want to sit on a decayed horse towards work. That's And no, it's not funny to ask yourself how many what what's the horsepower of this thing, because obviously it's, <laughs> it's zero to minus something, because it's dead. And once again, um, there are so many TV shows, and that's really disgusting and scary and and i don't like you anymore and now you <laughs> i mean think about, think about körperwelten this exhibition like which is full of potential like zombies that can you know <laughs> brought to life i mean not for reals but like make use of all those horses and and you know corpses of, of humans let Let's go to all the natural natural history museums and um, and bring the dinosaurs back. Jurassic Park. Ha. Yeah, yep. it's exactly. going to happen. <laughs> yeah. This is how it started. A dead spider fishing. What is this anyway in the picture in the gif? I don't know. I, I don't want to know. I, I it looks like I absolutely did not tuna. think about this thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at this anime and at this gif way too, way too long. Please, yeah, let's, let's move on, please. I can't that see it true. anymore. <laughs> And now, this. Vincent, how about yes. your first scary article? Which is which is the one? Ah, uh, I, yes. I, I think it's this one, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, I had actually, I, it's very interesting. 
today there were two things happening where I thought, no, I want to I wanna include them. So I uh, did not submit the articles I wanted to bring. So this is actually very new news. And this is very scary to me because I always, I have to say sometimes when we talk about how other political systems are, are, are not like Europe, not like maybe the democratic Western world we know, sometimes, I mean, we all, I've never been to China, I've never been to the deeper parts of Russia or I don't know, Belarus or something. So when I hear this, I always ask myself, how accurate is this? So now there are those videos of actual Chinese people fleeing from Foxconn, um, from the Foxconn factory where iPhones are produced every day. Because of the Chinese lockdown, they had to stay in that facility for quite some time with bad, uh, with not a lot of food, uh, not a lot of places to sleep. They actually were forced to do over hours so that everybody had a space to sleep. And they were kept at this facility because of the no zero, uh, um, no COVID policies in China. And then they climbed over the fences now in the end to take a 100 kilometer walk back to their hometown. So when we ask ourselves how bad are the political systems and is is it actually how accurate is our news about that in the future i definitely will think of this article or what a lot of these articles i mean this is just one of them and i will think of the workers who produce iphones every day but are forced by the political system to stay there and do over hours for weeks in the end or who knows how long this uh, breakdown is uh, this lockdown is going to be uh, if they do, do not climb over the electric fences uh, to me this is very shocking and to me this is scary absolutely i mean th this is something that we are always uh, whining about right um, <laughs> whining about in, in the western world that we live in this luxurious position that we are buying this iphone and we try not to think about that um, from a ecological point of view it is very very hazardous but it's also probably built in constructed in, uh, in, in slave labor yeah or like the clothes that that you're wearing and uh, especially if if they are very very cheap then the reason they are cheap is because they come from a factory uh where, where child labor is used and th those are the things that we try not to think about but this is actually very scary news now and i mean we all know those pictures of Tim Cook going through the factories of Foxconn and of, of we, we know that every big company that has some kind of a social presence or a social conscience better and that those companies they have those uh, fair work acts and everything they sign but in the end right sometimes um, there are those things happening like that one and it's not in it's in China a, a place that is jumping to be an industrial state um, and is so relevant. I mean, on the other hand, we talk about uh, we talk about uh, the a Chinese company buying up parts of the Hamburg um, port, and um, and we we must be aware that this is the kind of stuff that then uh, is very close to us and it's very connected to us. The money that we make through this are connected to those kind of things. I'm not blaming Apple, by the way, right? I'm not blaming Apple because um, I don't think that any company, it doesn't matter if it's the most valuable one on earth or the most the, the less most valuable one or whatever, and I don't blame those companies because I think it's a political system. But if a political system brings a company or gives a company... Uh, makes makes even I'm not I don't even blame Foxconn maybe even I would probably argue I don't know how mostly I blame the Chinese government and I, I I think that's extremely that's very I I just think it's shocking that those videos actually do get out also thinking about how servers are set up and that we actually see Chinese content popping up on our social feeds because just basically those servers are separate in 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 the loop that we use yeah. But always think about for every video that comes out and that we, we see, there are probably 50 videos that were censored and successfully buried. So the yes. we only see the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Yes, and yes, yes. In, in the past, in one of the past uh, tech reviews, we talked also about this experiment of TikTok starting to use 
these European offices where the, the Chinese supervisors were applying a lot of pressure to the employees to stay over the weekend and work day and night. And the Europeans, they did not like it. And there were like 50% of the people were quitting because European labor laws are so different. And um, it's I just can't imagine how the pressure is looking in these Chinese factories when we on the European and the US market, we are whining about, ah, oh, there's an iPhone shortage because of the stupid COVID stuff. And in the Chinese factories, they, they are pressuring these people or, or putting them into like factory prisons uh, simply because we from the West need our iPhones. So, yeah, remember, of course, re there, there's a lot of blame. How, sorry. Sorry? No, no, you go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I just want to say, yeah, of course, uh, it's, it's uh, evil Chinese people. But <laughs> I mean, at the end, it's it's also us who who create this demand and are, are creating this, ma make this possible, right? <laughs> So it's, it's not only the Chinese, it's like globalization. That's how globalization is working. Yeah, absolutely. And now, this. Henrike, what did you bring for us? Yeah, this is also, this is a better one from these two articles that I have, which I really found disturbing. Um, it's about mind reading. Um, there's a new method that seems to be able to reconstruct language from brain activity. It's an article from the scientists. Um, first of all, why are they doing this? It's um, the, what they have in mind is to they try to find a better brain-computer interface that eventually leads to a method of communication for people who are not able to speak uh, or not able to speak anymore. So what's new about that? Because you probably think about Neuralink um, right away. <laughs> um, what's new about this algorithm and or decoder, as they also um, name it in the article, it's the first one to reconstruct language in a non-invasive way. So there is no chip or anything um, that will be implanted in your brain that helps with that. It's non-invasive and that's make it quite spooky. I'll try to summarize how they do it or what this test was about. They trained the algorithm with some brain recordings. They had three people who listened to podcasts and radio shows for over 16 hours. And based on the material of these 16 hours, these decoder made some predictions of what the readings would look like. And then these guesses were checked against the real-time recordings. And those that matched the most um, determined the words that then were eventually generated from the decoder. And so the guess and check process led to a story that matched pretty well with the actual story from the recording. So they also mentioned the decoder mostly doesn't know who is doing the things in the stories, but knows what is happening. So the overall meaning of what's going on, rather than a word-for-word -word kind of translation, but like the, the meaning of a sentence, the thought behind it, this put together matched then pretty well with what was the actual story that these people were listening to. Um, and what's also spooky about that is that the decoder was also able to reconstruct stimuli that didn't use semantic language, meaning they were also watching silent films um, as well, and participants imagined experience of telling a story, and also this was kind of, um, you know, recorded and, and you know, uh, yeah. So um, this whole mental privacy <laughs> becomes a thing <laughs> in that sense because um, they also tested if the decoder would work without the willing cooperation of the participants which was then you know no it's not working if the participant is not willingly you know agreeing to that and um, they also tried that they get distracted with like counting numbers or imagine animals or something else while listening to the stories and actually it was tested most effective if they were thinking about animals or naming them so then the results of the decoder were inaccurate um, and it's also working right now for one individual like 
just one individual brain scan can be reconstructed like it's a it's a personalized kind of kind of thing so as much as it can be a great support for deaf mute people in the future um, it can be quite creepy in general because as it said also in the article like 20 years ago if you would have said these researchers that this is possible they would have laughed kind of but now here we are <laughs> 20 years later and just imagine like since it's uh, you know speed of research and everything uh, speed of technology in 20 years from now how far we'll probably be with this kind of technology so this is what is really spooky when you like AI can read your thoughts really probably in the end they're not just trained with your brain but they will be able to just read it and that is creepy yeah. I have two questions. First, was the Tech Review podcast one of the podcasts they were played? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, and not. absolutely. I'm well, pretty that's, sure it that's was. very tragic. It and is, they it should is. work on that. That's the first one. And the other one, what did Peter Venkman say about that? It's a square. Okay, you're but too young for that. Okay. <laughs> what? I got can you can you please I, I have a dumb question. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. So Go for it. What the f? <laughs> what the what the f? Okay. So Peter Venkman is um well-known scientist in the movie Ghostbusters. He's conducting experiments with his students, mostly female and sometimes person who like is the control person a male one and if he guesses if if they guess right what he thought or what he presented on a card they don't get punished and the ones who do not guess get punished by being uh, zapped with uh, electro they being electrocuted what would peter venkman say in that regard now nowadays i watched ghostbusters but i do not recall this at all <laughs> like who would portrait this peter guy well tarik who portrayed this peter guy you mean the name of the actor yeah yes god damn it well maybe okay, it was no, a if you don't know, sign, we can, we can maybe it was a, a researcher from what was the institute we were just talking about <laughs> <laughs> so it bill was murray. um bill exactly bill murray peter venkman okay. is bill murray Okay, I don't recall his, but anyway, it's a long time ago that it I was Ghostbusters. Basically, anyway. one of the very, very first scenes uh, where, where they are sitting in this lab, and he That's holds these cards. That's before they kicked out of the lab because yeah, of that and he holds these cards, and there are wiggly, squiggly lines or a square, and they had to guess it. It's more like a telepathy, a telepathy uh, experiment than uh, like computer reading the minds. But in terms of what we can actually expect from humanity to misuse this technology for. Um, yeah, of course, it's it's made for people who are not able to speak, for example. But at the end, I'm pretty sure that it will uh, get like military usage where people are putting sensors into my headphones, for example, to read my mind or manipulate um, hotel beds so that guests who are who are sleeping there, their dreams will be recorded or something like that. And uh, they, they can extract passwords or something while the, the people are sleeping. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure this is the way <laughs> that we are going with this technology. Thinking about okay, a combination we need to, we need of to talk about that. Dead, dead body zombies walking around, being able to read our minds, the people fleeing <laughs> from them, knowing where we will be going so that they can follow us. This is, yeah. This is a very new generation of zombie movie. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Based on real events. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, wait for it. It's going to be an eight pieces Netflix uh, doku in uh, in a few years. Right, right. It's not science fiction. It's a documentary. <laughs> yeah, it's a no, limited yeah. series. Yeah. Oh, limited it's Tarek's series. Exactly. Cabinet of Curiosities. Yeah. <laughs> we should have. You know what? We should have brought. We should have brought the unexpected uh, launch of the öffentlich rechtliche premium section of the Mediathek. That is scary. <laughs> With their limited <laughs> yeah. series, yeah, there is something only you so thought, much our readers and listeners can stand. Um, the öffentlich rechtlichen are probably not one of you know. I, I I'm just guessing. Yeah, it's have fun. It's financed by all of us. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's you true. You still pay three ninety nine. That's still not fun. 
And now, this. Alex. Oh, a fun it. thing. A fun thing. Um, since we're already talking about corpses um, and Alexa and technology and machine learning and AI and stuff, I thought I'd bring a little article from um, around June, mid of June, mid and June. Amazon announced that soon, without giving any specific date, we will be able to let Alexa tell us the goodnight stories through the voices of our dead grandmas, for instance. Can I have a boo because it's Halloween? Yeah, I wanted to put this onto my soundboard, but I didn't. I can give you this one. <laughs> That's perfect. Thank you very much. Why is this scary? <laughs> First of all, dead grandparents actually reading to the kids then the stories that could be a whole different um invest into into a therapist for afterwards because you know for if they if they stick to the whole thing and grandma will tell them the story till the end of i don't know when they grow up how do you ever cope with the fact that grandma died eventually and and someday beforehand because you're listening to her every every night on the one hand for the ones that are um that are not being able to cope with that then obviously imagine the possibilities i see so many possibilities in here we could have our stories told by sigmund freud them himself when talking about therapists um because we have his voice we could record it and we could then uh let alexa actually tell the story directly from sigmund freud or michael jackson or axel springer or um so many other people from politics and history uh, whom we have recordings from which is scary enough we're in germany i'm not mentioning any other things in here but i think you can imagine what i'm going for no 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 i have a okay. question but before no, that no no no, no, no. Don't, where are don't. you going with this okay she's um, talking about famous austrian politicians oh, famous ah austrian yes 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 yeah. Okay, now I get, I'm sorry. I was I was I was dumb. Can you I shouldn't have asked. That? It's just it's just a horrific thought, right? Uh, people having that in their living room, telling them stories, news, and everything else that you could, you know, like do with it. Can and can other I ask something? Yes, please. Ask me. And so yeah, yeah, how far away are the stars? <laughs> no, um, I have a, a, a real question. So when when it says it's learning the voice. Uh, right is it also yeah. i mean is it just the voice so is it recording the voice and then can bring i mean is it it's a difference if you record me dead if you record me i die and then it's just my 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 tone right or if it's also my pronunciation the the, the pauses that i make you know that kind of stuff True. so if we want sigmund freund to tell us why this is weird that we all kind of dressed up for this podcast it, it, would he also tell us tell this to us like if he actually would be in the room or would it just a voice sounding like him like we could do a phone prank with it but that's it they they plan to do um not just the recording of the voice and the intonation that you have but also to bring um a part if you want like that another ai part in when it comes to emotion so when they tell a positive story to have it like in a higher voice because it's a very positive story then when they tell a negative story because it's a spooky thing and then you go down with the voice and you know you try to be scary as fuck um and so they are trying to combine that um let's see how successful they will be with that But I see lots of problems coming with that along, like um, the copyrights of the voices will be an issue to my mind. Um, we will have, um, I mean, what what about the right to be forgotten? Um, there is this, this right to be forgotten when you die, you know, like to not be um, present in the internet anymore and so on. That's, that's a thing, definitely. I mean, even the spider has a right to be forgotten. And uh, like, again, how to cope with that? Um, And what I see is also a language um, thing. Um, I do have a completely different voice in English than I have in German, than I have in Romanian, for instance. So I sound completely different. Which grandma mode do you activate tonight? On the other hand... Is there a right? Is there, is there a right to be forgotten? Or is it just something you're saying? No, no, no. That's, there's a right to be forgotten on, uh, on European level based on GDPR. I can, I can send you the... I, I looked it up beforehand. I did my homework. 
But this is it's, this it's, is particularly it's for deleting Facebook accounts and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Mm-hmm. So this one was particularly for the case of Google search because Google is indexing all information that it's finding, and there were cases where some embarrassing photos and articles from people were indexed and Google was saying, yeah, we found this, so it's ours. And European law says, no, um, people in Europe have the right to be forgotten. So if I want these articles that are not existing anymore on the internet um, be removed from Google search index, then I have the right to do so. And that's why um, we can now request the deletion of certain things from the Google um, search index. That's right. But But how do you do that when you're dead? Yeah, and, and so, it's a very, um, very good point because so far this was never a thing that like my my living voice <laughs> need to be forgotten because in the past when I was dead, I was dead and uh, someone might have ownership of my recordings, right? But the ownership of my synthetic being so that, uh, for example, if I'm a singer, I can continue recording music for forever, yeah? Who has the rights to my voice? There, There is an initiative about that anyway um, as well. I didn't bring the article um, for that, but there is something going on in that uh, regard as well when it comes to music, um, to have Michael Jackson record new... Um, but I don't have right now the reference at hand. But imagine you come home and you set up Alexa in not in you know in Alexa mode or in a computer or what's the other one? Echo. Hello, Echo. But it's like, hi, Grandma. And then you start discussing and talking talking directly to grandma and I'm speaking now specifically about dead people you know like the situation where I can see dead people I can hear dead people Um, we're not talking about um, a fictional avatar that you came up with it's a very it's a fictional voice from someone who willingly gave up their voice in order to be then uh, within Alexa um, or represented then within Alexa or multiple other uh, assistants but specifically with dead people but uh, there, there is actually a case, um, a very recent article from this week, or I think like two weeks ago, where a podcast episode was generated between Steve Jobs and Joe Rogan. So it was like a, like a podcast episode that never that never existed. And because people were able to synthesize not only the voices of Joe Rogan and Steve Jobs, but actually have an AI generate the whole conversation, this is, I mean, this is not like having my grandma tell me stories uh, on my on my Alexa, but actually a real thing where we could generate a podcast episode of Joe Rogan and Albert Einstein, for example. <laughs> and we, we will be able to do that. It's, it's already possible. This actually uh, was created like two weeks ago. I mean, do you have other hobbies, Tarek, or is this your, just your thing to do in, the, in your free time? What, reading articles? No, coming up with that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's not my idea <laughs> this is actually the, uh, there I, I read it joe rogan interviews Steve jobs podcast yeah AI. okay anyway it wasn't it was it didn't happen on tech review so it's not happening <laughs> and it didn't happen if it's not here <laughs> no it's, it didn't happen right okay but you have to agree now i'm not leaving um you have to agree that my article was the best one right i have (laughs) necrobotic spiders (laughs) we haven't uh, we haven't looked into all articles yet so we cannot make a decision now come on okay wait for it okay and now this in terms of spooky news how about this one Imagine you have another robot, and this one is not built from a dead corpse, but actually from like robot parts, and it works with tentacles. And this is again true engineering. The problem is that when we are building robot hands, it's very, very hard to make them work as human hands because we have all these nerve endings and this very sensitive touch and feeling in our fingers that make our hands so powerful. And robots don't have that. And so scientists experimented with different forms of grabbing. And what they found out was that tentacles are a genius way to grab stuff. So building robots with tentacles is way easier and more practical than having humanoid hands. So imagine what this means for mass production of robots. For example, these Boston Dynamic uh, dog-like robots. And if they are then built to grab stuff from shelves or something, and they 
get these tentacle heads for grabbing stuff. Yeah, and I, I see this coming. Isn't this nightmarish? <laughs> so, I mean, this is, again, genius. Maybe not as uh, horrific as the reanimated spiders, but this thing is even more likable to happen. Yeah, so... The, the thing is, these tentacles, they are grabbing kind of random. But since they have like 20 tentacles, grabbing things very delicately is very, very easy. So grabbing, pulling it up, placing it somewhere, as long as, is, as it is not necessarily need to be very, very precise, this is the way to go. So while in the past we were all dreaming about flying cars and... Uh, uh, humanoid robots as an iRobot helping us, the real future might look like Boston Dynamic dogs with tentacle heads. Now, this is the future that I'm painting. Take yeah, this I mean, scary news. Yeah, I mean, already this video is really icky, like watching how it grabs stuff. And then now that you also mentioned the Boston Dynamic um, dog, because that was an article I almost brought today. But the, you might have seen the video of the Boston Dynamic dog who's like opening the door by himself and not getting distracted by a human who tries to stop him from opening the door. And then now imagine this with like these tentacles in addition. That's uh, it's simply disturbing to me as well. It's, wow. Kudos to the editor of this article just reading from it. Hanging like straight hair, but when pumped full of air, they become pressurized and curl up like a pigtail. <laughs> Can you envision this cold spaghetti noodle grabbing you? I could now. <laughs> I would dream about this. Lots of lots of cold spaghetti noodles grabbing you and putting you, let's say, on the operation table. <laughs> if you if you have no, you know, you cannot move yourself, so they have to help you. It's disgusting already. But to be honest, I still prefer this over the dead spider. And I have to admit that the dead spider is much further away from what we might need in the future in terms of e like easy scaling up production. Uh, just as you said in the beginning, Tarek, right? This spider for that we always need a corpse, so there must be. Then we would need to implement like we, we need a corpse market. I go to the corner ma corpse oh, store. Corpse market. We need uh, more corpses. Uh, excuse me. Do you, I? I need. A, yeah. <laughs> do, do you maybe have a 180 tall corpse? I, I can't reach my top shelf in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, um, no. I'm just thinking. Uh, this is much more handy uh, for also for uh, difficult work, for dangerous work, maybe when it comes to electricity and stuff like that. Handy, wow, very yes. good. I didn't, I didn't see that, but you're right. You're <laughs> right yeah. No, so um, yeah, very. I, I like, I like the concept, even though I would not want one of these packing my groceries. But, I mean, yeah, but I mean, imagine, imagine McDonald's, for example, right? I mean, we also. <laughs> like the movie where they figured out how everybody needs to move so they don't clash into each other in the future you'll just have a giant tentacle robot there right and he's when you add, yeah you say please extra fries he will salt in your fries he will at the same time you need you can pay and i'm pretty sure there's another customer already on the line with him so th yes this this is the future sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I don't know what to make of that. It's really, it's really disturbing. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't want to be fed by noodles. It's a ster it, it's sterile tentacles. I don't want that to be my gynecologist. Oh, wow. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I had to go there, guys. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I mean, try to, to envision to. what I, I, it was I did already because... disturbing before, but now uh... I, I, <laughs> no, I, I, I think, I think there's a niche for that. Alex, I don't think we should bring it here. <laughs> it's it's okay, not only a well, niche, it's a can, whole gen genre, out, right? I mean, it, ha have you seen Japanese porn? It's it's basically exactly no. that. <laughs> I don't know. I I do not recall. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway. I am um, a good Christian, sir. I'm a good <laughs> Christian. Okay, now he brought... Okay, we have now all of the things in here 
Dead Spiders, Necromancy, Necromantic Spiders. And Japanese porn! Bingo! No, 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 it's not. I didn't say (laughs) porn. I just said we brought religion in here, Cthulhu and um, otherwise. Um, What else? Yeah, Dead Relatives. Um, and we're what, not even done else? yet. I'm not. I don't know where this is going. Yeah. How yeah. much I more? I think we oh really live up, live up to the scary theme of this episode. I'm looking so forward uh, to writing down the show notes of this, uh, including uh, <laughs> animated spider corpses, that grandma, Japanese porn, and the good way, the the good Christian. I was thinking you actually look forward to this. the. Uh, to the thumbnails on LinkedIn. I'm really looking forward to what you're going to make out of the tentacle uh, discussion we just had. In comparison with all yes. those nice faces, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, in terms of clickbait and everything, we can really think about a very catchy title also for our Spotify audio version of this episode. There's a lot of potential there. Yeah. <laughs> a catchy version. Oh, oh, we just take a picture. Or we just take a picture of an octopus or something, and saying like, "This is technology's future." <laughs> yeah. You won't believe what, what he does next. <laughs> the third, the third fact is disturbing. Ten, yeah. <laughs> ten tickets, ten tickets. You won't believe. <laughs> uh, Vincent, the, you're the, next. Do you recognize? I work on social media. <laughs> Did you have a I pumpkin think spice latte today? Let me do a little bit of SEO since we're already on the topic. Did you have your pumpkin spice latte today already? I didn't. No. No. You didn't no. either. Okay. No, I didn't. But now we can ref. I mean, you look know? at your. Or at mine. Maybe we go together, Alex. Yeah. I know you have an. Maybe, maybe I know you have an event. Maybe we. I'll bring it there. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Let's bring Vincent Spiced Latte. Social media is an yeah, it's me, and social media is an incredible bridge to our next article. Uh, Looking at the time, I'm gonna make it quick. Um, It is very scary to me. Always very scary to me to see how um, again China. I'm sorry, it's it's China China, for me. China. China. Exactly. Uh, One of the few moments I agree um, with him. Um, It's China what scares me. And today it's about YouTube and how many channels they remove every week and every month, uh, which are actually linked to um, propaganda. And uh, it's interesting because they do it a bit differently than I always expected. In 2016, we saw that um, actually Russia took a big uh, influence on the elections in the United States. And there we saw that it, it was also a lot of fake news, but it also was a lot uh, of um, promoted ads that just pushed users into the right direction and they promoted content that was automatic, that was uh, manually generated by actual user. And this time it's a bit different because what YouTube is re- realizing right now is that actually the Chinese propaganda machine publishes a lot of entertaining content to gain momentum on those platforms to then follow up with something that is extremely weird and extremely you know, weirdly uh, turning a lot of topics in the direction of Chinese pro, pro uh, of obviously positive pro Chinese propaganda. Uh, so um, they remove again 3K uh, channels every month. And there they see, again, a lot of positive content, actually, that's very engaging um, because they can see, AI can see on the pattern that actually this is pro-Chinese propaganda that will turn into a very, 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 again, a propagandistic content uh, channel in the end. Very interesting. Is this is this like a theory or is this a fact? No, this is happening every month here in Q3. You can read it's 96 channels, Russian 15 Sudanese, five channels Myanmar. This is happening every quarter, every month. That's a lot. Yeah, right? And again, they do it with uh, people scrolling through content, moderators, but they also have AI that actually can understand what those con- what those content pieces are about. They can see that this is Chinese content and they can see the dynamics of it, the development, and that f- and then the AI flags it as a potential uh, Chinese propagandistic account. I mean, imagine 
the amount of work that goes into creating <laughs> and maintaining this these masses yeah. of channels also sponsored by foxconn maybe who knows what they do there <laughs> <laughs> yeah or maybe we don't know it yet but uh, ai is actually already so powerful that there are not humans creating and maintaining these channels but it's it's all generated and automatic it's a tentacle Yeah, <laughs> wow. <laughs> on the keyboard, right? <laughs> We always think about AI as this weird software thing, but no, those are like robots with tentacle arms typing on keyboards. <laughs> It's a robot. You brain. started the tentacle discussion, wasn't me? <laughs> no, but I actually, Tyke, I think it must be. It, I think it's a human effort because I mean, Google is a uh, YouTube is a Google. Uh, tool and we know how keen google is on proving that you are actually a human so with the recapture thing that is practically impossible to bypass with an ai so i would argue that this for real is a human uh effort uh creating those accounts upload then is a bit different right you can schedule a lot and everything um, I would love to see what provider they work with. <laughs> the Chinese government has a $15 billion contract with Hootsuite. Um, <laughs> we schedule around 1 million videos a day. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but for real, I mean, it's a human effort, which I think is, uh, again, and I think the scary part, to me, the most scary part is A, that there are so many accounts doing that, but B, that there's actually already well, an, a, an argumented intelligence And analyzing those accounts, uh, understanding that this is Chinese content, and understanding where those co uh, accounts actually develop to. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only have this one. Thank you. <laughs> also, also fine. <laughs> and now, this. Henrike. Alrighty, this is this is really not new, but the the scary thing about this is that it. I mean, just so it's part of our everyday life and we easily forget about it. And that's why I thought I, I bring it today. Um, there has been like an experiment from a Belgian artist, um, an AI experiment called The Follower. And what he basically did is what's also like companies are already selling to governments for years. Um, he recorded footage of um, Instagrammable places and sites and scrapped Instagram accounts for photos tagged with a camera location. As you can see below, then you see on the left the influencers uh, or wannabe influencers in front of, that's probably Dublin and uh, like one of the pubs there. And on the right you see um, camera footage um, like watching them how they or when they actually like took the picture. And um, so this is, it's just so easy to forget like what can happen with your data when you tag your Insta photo like in Berlin or in wherever or a specific site um, and how easily that, you know, how trackable, trackable, is that even a word, um, you are. And um, th that's why it's, It's simply what we do every day, also on even if we have a private account or a public account, it doesn't matter. And um, it's just a small piece of what, as I said, companies are already selling to governments. But it's like Big Brother is watching us, all of us, <laughs> all day, every day, um, following us around in our social media channels and in real life. And um, yeah, it, it's scary if you start thinking about it. Uh, probably that's why we do not think about it in our daily life can i ask about a term uh just within this this ecosystem is this ip cam is this what call, is because no i don't know ip cam is this this term for open source for open cameras i thought, always thought it's, it's this but if you don't know it doesn't matter i'm sorry <laughs> i no I, i don't think so i think i mean yes and no i believe ip cams is the general term for uh cameras that are directly addressable through the IP layer. So the, the webcam itself got an IP address and you can call this IP address and then receive something like uh, the camera footage from there. So this is usually how you're using cameras in, um, in networks or like on, on public places. So 
in this direction, yes, you are right. You, you can use it in, in this term, but you can also have like an IP cam at your home. So it's not necessarily connected to this whole mass surveillance thing. Yeah, but for example, your, your general USB webcam that you plug into your computer, it does not get like an individual IP address. So you can't simply address your USB cam with an IP address. That's why not every webcam is automatically an IP cam. Yeah, and uh, regarding this article, my first thought was, of course, regarding, uh, in the positive sense, when I'm thinking about fake news and we have photography and we think, ah, is it real or not? With this kind of matching, it might be easily reproducible what the context of an image is by simply looking at the other 5,000 photos that were uh, taken at the, at the same time. And, um, of course, if I'm now thinking about something like a war zone and some someone... Uh, shoots a picture and we want to um, uh, validate this, maybe there are not 5,000 cameras at the same time. But if we think about how many video footage and images are generated per minute all over the world, it might actually be possible to uh, validate or invalidate certain things that are uh, sold to the media as facts. Yeah, so this, even though this, this particular example is an arts project, I think it might be very, very valuable in the future and, of course, can be misused for everything else. Yeah, And um, it's, it's not only identifying Instagram people, yeah, but uh, you can use the same thing with um, facial recognition, right? So you, you simply automatically trace someone by uh, following a certain face walking through the city by uh, grabbing all the camera footage. On the other hand, to be positive or to end this one maybe on a positive note... Honestly, the second uh, angle that they've been photographed uh, within is way more advantageous to them. <laughs> it looks so much better. I'm sorry. Like like the one from the know? open camera? Yeah, it's so much better. There is not much to see around, but from, from a perspective of a photographer, that's the better angle. Yeah, I mean, maybe they can learn something then from, <laughs> from the footage taken by them. Yeah. Ask Ask for the footage and do a composite and, and, and see how you can work around the situation. I mean, technically, this is with AI, this is actually possible. If you have three or four or five different camera angles, um, you can interpolate the rest of the environment and make something like a virtual drone shot and have this virtual camera flying around this couple because you have like images from all sides. And with, with the powerful AI, you can do this with only a few images. We know this from this bullet time effect um, from the Matrix, yeah? And they had a lot of cameras so that this camera was able to virtually move around these actors. But today with AI, we only need a handful of cameras to emulate exactly that effect. Yeah, and I'm I'm not saying that all the places uh, should have like camera footage from all sides, but this would be technically possible if if you have a place like that and you have cameras somehow like three or four cameras around this couple, they could generate this surrounding shot. Yeah, so they you are can save the wedding. You can save the wedding photographer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you have static cameras all over the place and generate simply afterwards whatever kind of shoots and and camera movements you want to have yeah that, that's the point if you want to have it right and that's, yeah. <laughs> that's the, the positive cases you draw and I, I totally agree to that as you can have uh, it can have this positive outcome if you agree to that if you're aware of that if you want that but yeah. I mean they also do they the footage no matter if you want it or not no matter if you're aware of it or not and this is kind of easily to be forgotten while you're like online and you you publish your stuff you take your photos and you do not think about that others are able to you know watch as well <laughs> yeah yeah i would argue that who whomever is i mean this is a project obviously but um people who are on instagram and um tag uh geo geotag basically they're um go on vacation and let you exactly know where they are like to the spot you know I, I don't know people like that. I personally don't know people like that. But, you know, you never know. I'm joking. I'm joking, right? But I would claim that people who are that comfortable being on Instagram probably do not have that many issues with a second image as well. Uh, whereas people who are not on Instagram or on social media probably do have major issues with that situation. Uh, 
to be recorded in general. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. I mean, yeah. this there also it depends, I guess, because I also think you have a lot of people on social media who are, I mean, influencers who, which is like their daily business, to be there and to to publish stuff. They are aware, I guess, and they, as you as you say, probably do not have a problem with this scenario per se. But there are also, I think, a lot of people who are on the platform who use it occasionally, who are not really. They do not think about the consequences. They are not influencers, but they have public profiles, and they are not aware that they even can put their profile um, private or anything. And to them, and I think this is a big mass of people, to be honest. Um, I, I guess they probably have a problem when they figure out, um, you know, what's how how traceable, trackable. I don't know. They actually what Tarek are. what Tarek could do with their pictures if he wanted to. I, I, <laughs> Henrika, I agree with you. Actually, I would go one step further even and say um, the geotagging feature, right? Um, when we say influencers want that, we presume that those influencers geotag so they are discovered more, people uh, maybe see their content. It helps them in growing their social media presence. But for a lot of people, I would argue that the social media geotagging actually is a much more handy way of showing your friends on social media media where you are and what you do and, yeah, again, where you do it. So I think that um, the geotagging feature just has a totally different purpose. And here it's being repurposed for something ex completely different. And because, I mean... Even if you have an open profile, if you're not on social media to grow your social media presence, right? You are on social media to be socially active with the people around you, with your followers, with the people you follow. So I would argue that the core idea of social media is being with, again, the, the group of people you would call your social bubble. And you want to show that social bubble where you are geolocated. And therefore, I would say that this is definitely a misuse of this geolocation because it's repurposing outside of what it was intended to be. And therefore, I would argue that a big group uh, on people, of people on social media actually would have a, a huge problem with this because it is a totally different purpose. That you consent being publicly uh, recorded because you are... Uh, in a again uh, somewhere where security measures are in place, um, you are private property where people want to secure their own private properties and stuff like that. Okay, that you consent to those kind of things. That's a totally that's a whole different discussion. That you go to I don't know to the United States and you just consent that there's much more recording of you because to be frank here in Germany, I mean we're still very 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 conservative with this kind of stuff. But uh, again, okay, you give consent because you are in that spot. However being made this public this couple being made this public us talking about it even though we don't know these people and i don't know where this photo picture was taken but I don't, it looks european or maybe british i don't know but uh, this for sure maybe the, the the journalist of the article i don't know but if this is not the case and i would argue it's not the case then us talking about it is the living proof that this is not. This was not intended to be that way. This was a but very long, I, long. Yeah, I think it's Temple Bar in Dublin, actually. <laughs> I have one last uh, thought before we have to wrap it all up. Uh, since this is already now entering this realm of science fiction, we know this uh, cliche of CSI where someone gets a, a satellite image and then they zoom in like to a license plate and then they say, "Now flip the camera and look." below the car and then they say below see the below the car stuff and <laughs> this is not how satellite images are working but if we remember uh, iron man 3 the the third iron man movie where tony stark was actually uh, grabbing all the camera footage from this crime scene where s someone exploded he kind of did exactly this he was reconstructing the crime scene in the second of when this bomb exploded by uh, grabbing all the cell phone footage from all the tourists all around there and then he was able to walk through this vr representation of, of this crime scene when things were happening and seeing the people and how everything explodes and stuff and i think this is where this is going yeah is grabbing a a snapshot from all existing footage and creating this this virtual environment and looking at things at, at the moment uh, things are happening. And I could imagine that in terms of uh, crime scene investigation, this could also be something. Gra just grabbing all the footage, all the cameras, all the 
cell phone images from the tourists and then reconstructing whatever you need to see at this particular moment. Yeah, sci-fi. We are there. I want to work with uh, with him. Stark, Tony Stark. I mean. <laughs> we all want to. Of course, definitely. <laughs> uh, to be fair, uh, Tyke, what you just described was also, I mean, it wasn't it the second Avenger movie where they actually had this secret project with the with the flying ships that de facto did exactly that. They accessed every camera, so they were always aware of where the criminal is moving to or a yeah, potential yeah. hazard. So maybe you want to work with Hydra, Alex. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> <laughs> they also, I, no, I, also I definitely want to work with Tony Stark. Tony Stark, yeah, I, I, <laughs> because they Engineers. also make very well body uh, supplements like arms and stuff. Yeah. Maybe they also have very nice tentacles for you. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, and I think it was uh, um, uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, not the Avengers movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, wait. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, yes, it was. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't the Oh, Avengers. and since yeah. you people are in Thank our social bubble. Thank you for the spoiler bubble. because I haven't seen that one. Yeah, <laughs> you on. should. It's this is one of the best Marvel it's movies. It's from 2009. It's the... What, what is it? <laughs> we spoil the territory. We need to rewatch all of the Marvel movies. Now I said it. It's going to happen. 21 pieces. I did it in 2020. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but Tarek, you said it's the best Captain America? Is this... this no, it's, it's oh, one no, of no, the... no, 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 we uh, no. We cannot no, no, open I, the discussion it, it, about that right now. Sorry. See how wide I'm opening my eyes? The pumpkin is opening his eyes. <laughs> From my perspective, it is The Winter Soldier is one of the best Marvel movies, but this is my subjective uh, um, evaluation. <laughs> You're too opinion. young to decide that, Tarek. <laughs> okay <laughs> we are way over time even though i have a lot of fun and i would love to continue this discussion we have to wrap it up there's still a lot of stuff to do tonight thank you so much for the for all these very scary and spooky articles and i'm looking forward to the next special i think these special episodes uh, are more fun than anything else and i really enjoy these these filters i could imagine that uh, in the future we will see these filters more often so thank all you everyone based on filters from now on <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> Maybe we, right right so let's think about some more topic specials that we can use with filters yes, have please. a wonderful evening and see you all in the next tech review bye bye guys happy halloween if you are hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode and for that we here at Tech Review want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope this new episode was valuable for you and if it was, please give us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcast or wherever you're listening to us right now. Share this episode with others who could also like it. Do you have a topic that you'd like to see covered in future episodes? Don't hesitate to tell us in the comments or on social media. We hope you'll be back for the next episode.